So today our topic is virtual communication, which is something that I think is relevant to a lot of people, <laughs> no kidding. ourselves included, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your experience with virtual communication Well, these past few months, I would yeah. say? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny. I mean, um, I've always been a proponent of virtual communication. For sure. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I've, I've always sort of been tech forward. And so even in the earliest communication protocols, and I grew up in Asia, so... For me, I was um, where technology is pretty like pervasive. Not just technology in general, but specifically communications. Oh, right? yeah. So Asia has been uh, well in advance of the U.S. in terms of digital communication for a very long time. Really, since probably the emergence of instant chat. Right. Mm -hmm. So we had instant chat in the U.S. Asia had it way way earlier um, in the form of like ICQ. And, I don't uh, remember ICQ. I remember AIM. Yeah. So AIM was a clone. Of that. Of ICQ. So yeah. I was doing that with my friends in fourth grade. When were you doing it? Earlier? Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm not saying that I was personally, but, oh, but uh, you, it, it was it pervasive. It was pervasive at that yeah. time. Um, so, but yeah, you, your family was definitely early. I mean, fourth grade for yeah. operating on the internet is pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty early. Yeah. I remember when... Um, we got the internet. I think I was in second grade, and my dad asked me, "So this is the internet? What? Uh, you know?" He was showing me how it worked. Yeah. And he asked me, "Okay, let's type in something, and what would you like to type in?" And the image will pop up. And I was obsessed with Xena, Warrior Princess. So I said, <laughs> "Of course, Xena." But in Xena, <laughs> Warrior Princess. So we typed it in, and it took ages to load oh, yeah. and it came to like we I was staring at the screen for about an hour <laughs> and it only showed her eyes and my dad said okay go brush your teeth and come back and let's see how it is and I came back and it was still chugging away yeah. he's like okay we'll leave this open and tomorrow morning you'll see the full-size image tomorrow morning oh, no. think about that right oh no nowadays images are instant but it was so cool it was so cool yeah and and that's sort of um the context in which these virtual communications started, it was a novelty, a right? A novelty. And we enjoyed the novelty of it. And it's, you know, who knew that this this far uh, along, it would become not a novelty, but a necessity. Yeah. And so I think those of us who embraced it sooner or uh, more readily had an easier time adapting to a world where virtual communication is the norm, right? Yeah. And, and is, in fact, the default at this point. Yeah, definitely. And... We're trying to get better and better as a collective, you know, unit of society to figure out how to best, what are the practices, the best practices for virtual communication? What's the protocol? What's the etiquette that we should follow? And yeah. so that's some of what we're going to dive in today. Um, and depending on whatever your questions are, uh, when you when you want to ask anything, feel free to do that and we'll... We'll address, happily. we'll address it. Address yeah. It. Yes. Yes. Happily. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I think one of the things to kind of point out is this idea of, well, this fear of public speaking that translates into the online virtual space when you're doing mm. real time, like addressing an audience, kind of like what we're doing here. Right. Um, you know, I think for a lot of people who maybe don't do weekly live streams or don't, you know, hop on Zoom every other day for a video call, or even if you do, 
Like, there's definitely, like, a few butterflies in your stomach, right? Yeah. Like, I remember in the very, very beginning of doing these live streams, like, I was definitely feeling a little bit nervous. What about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, for me, uh, the hardest part about it was um, you're not talking to anyone, right? Yeah. Friends. Yeah. And uh, that, I feel like that's sort of a centerpiece of virtual communication. For is sure. There's, you don't see the person. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so no matter whether it's instant chat, yeah. email, or uh, talking into a camera, yeah, uh, you have to sort of imagine, right? Right, have, it's it's an exercise in imagination. Yeah, absolutely. And even when you're on stage, right, think about it. The, you're in the spotlight, but the audience is dark. You can't really see. You can't really make out their faces or anything. You might see the outline of the tops of their head or their ears or something, but. You can't really, most of the time, like, it's it's pretty uh, dark in the audience. I just remember from, like, my dancing days and, you know, you you could see shadows here and there, but not, <laughs> nothing that much. And, of course, in public speaking, we always encourage eye contact. And when you can, when the audience is lit up, when you can see their faces and their expressions, then absolutely, I mean, that use that as a positive, right? Mm, yeah. To look into their eyes. So... Um, these are all things that we have to kind of think about when we're now moving more into the virtual space. So when you do have a Zoom call or a, another type of software call, you know, you do want to leverage the video-enabled uh, qualities in that software to be able to look at what they're doing and read their expressions and check in. Yeah, 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 there's definitely a balance, right? Because on the one hand, we've talked a lot about the importance of looking into the lens. That's that's your digital, that's your virtual eye contact, and yes. that's really important. Um, but at the same time, um, like you're saying, you want to be able to read the body language. Yeah. And when you're doing in-person interactions, right, and when you're interacting in person, yeah. <laughs> um, you automatically... Like we are. Yeah, like we are, right? <laughs> I, I can automatically see your body language yeah. while making eye contact. Right, right. Um, you can even hear, right, like my tonality differences. Exactly. So there's that emotional resonance. Yes. And the uh, the difference, obviously, with the camera uh, and being on a computer is the two are disconnected. Yeah. And so one of the skills, for sure, is learning to balance your time sort of between looking into the lens and looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we actually even do a bit of it here because the camera's up here yeah. and the chat pane is down here. So yeah. when you guys speak to us, um, we have to, we have to look avert down. our gaze. Right. And so, um, you know, you try and do that strategically yeah. uh, so that you uh, you give still give the impression that you're interacting with them directly and making eye contact, but also, um, you know, making sure that you're getting enough information from the way that they're behaving uh, and and the way the, what they're communicating with their body language on the screen. Yeah. So some of the tips that I would share for sort of alleviating the anxiety around um, public fear of public speaking with the virtual setting is really similar to what I would suggest in the offline space mm-hmm. when we're in like a public speaking setting. So really connecting with your breath really focusing Mm. inward before you get on the call or the webinar or whatever type of presentation you might have. Um, I've gotten a lot of comments about, you know, online interviews and things like that or, you know, for school or for jobs. And, 
you know, people are telling me that they're feeling really nervous. And I completely understand it. It's an absolutely um, normal feeling to have, right? Because we're on the spotlight, in the spotlight, we're, uh, you know, expected to perform. Yeah. Um, and so really connecting with your breath ahead of time mm. helps calm the nerves, right? Just taking in a breath, holding it at the top for a short while and, you know, releasing it really helps doing that a few times. Um, also, you know, repeating a mantra that you might have to yourself. We put out a video about uh, you, the power of mantras with boosting your confidence and your self-esteem. Things like that really go a long way ahead of time. And even in the call, when you feel like you're short of breath or you feel like your voice is starting to warble or shake or your body language is doing something you don't want it to be, really connecting back and centering yourself with the breath yeah. um, can go a long way. Yeah, and you know, uh, the the thing about um, digital communications, nowadays we always think of it as video calls, but it isn't always video calls. True. And when it's not video calls, that also gives you some flexibility, Yeah. right? So if it's just a phone call um, or a voice chat, then you have the flexibility to use the mute button, yeah, right? If you need true. to take a deep breath and kind of calm and recenter yourself, but you don't want to hear <gasps> on the, on the, on yeah. the you know, call, yeah. you just press mute for a quick, a second and take your breath and then unmute. Yeah, or right? even uh, do that with the video, like turn off the video for a minute if you have to. Yeah, you could you just know, say one second, something. I just need to make an adjustment to my video or, right? Exactly. Or um, if someone in the house is trying to get your attention and you need to speak with them momentarily, right. like do that. Don't, yeah, don't That's be afraid to take advantage of the tools mm. that these, that these uh, platforms have to, yeah. to sort of, you know, make the adjustments you need to make. Right. Um, so that's definitely, I think it's one of those things where we assume once it's on, uh, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, it's on. Uh, and you just have to perform. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the reality is um, there, there are ways to pause it um, or, you know, there are ways to sort of um, make adjustments uh, and calibrate yeah. uh, without being too disruptive. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing you can do to really, you know, focus on calming yourself is to take the attention off of you as much as you can, right? You're there to offer some insights, to offer maybe share your research or um, show that you're, you know, an asset to the community that you're interviewing to be part of or the list goes on, whatever the reason is, right? Um, but really focusing your energy on the audience, right? It could be one person that you're speaking to. It could be a panel of people. It could be a group setting. It could be, you know the Zoom gallery view where you see everyone, um, but really trying to take that stress off of, you know, you having to perform and just treating it more of as a conversation, right? In a conversation, a good conversation, are you focusing on what you're saying all the time and, you know, how you might be uh, being perceived by the other person or are you focusing on what they have to say? Are you actively listening to them? Probably the latter, Right, because how are you going to respond in a stimulating way um, to encourage further conversation if you're not listening, right? Yeah. So it's really important to keep that mind uh, in mind when we're interacting virtually as well. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of it as uh, comprehension, right? So my absolute number one goal when I'm communicating with people is, are they understanding what I'm yeah. saying? Am I conveying the information uh, in a way that's that's comprehensible, right? Uh, that's coherent. Yeah, uh, is it engaging? Um, and and so that that's my number one objective. 
And that can be tougher in, in virtual communications yeah. because, again, you don't have that sort of real-time visual feedback or it's harder to collect that information. There might be a, a delay or a right. lag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so when you're doing that, in order to get that confirmation of comprehension, yeah. it's good to check in, right? Ask. Don't, don't be afraid to say, did what I just say make sense, right? Uh, are you following my, my gist, yeah, right? Like, and, basically yeah. what you're doing is keeping the other side uh, on board mm -hmm. with whatever it is you're discussing. Um, because as soon as you lose them, they're not going to be sort of following what yeah. it is you're saying yeah. and, you know, the, the conversation goes south from there. Right. So maintaining that level of comprehension is very important and harder to do digitally, yeah. which is why you have to be a little more assertive and proactive about seeking uh, confirmation on that comprehension. Right. Um, and in teaching, we call that doing comprehension checks. So when you're teaching in, in, a, in front of a group of students and you're the teacher um, in the classroom or wherever, you know, we like to ask, we, we have to, if you want to have, you know, good teaching pedagogy, um, be able to ask those kinds of comprehension check questions for the very reason, uh, same reason that Greg said about making sure everyone's on the same page so that you don't lose any of your mm. audience members. Um, and the same thing with instructions, right? Instruction questions. So if you're giving uh, a team a task to do and you share the instructions with them, right? Uh, you want to make sure that they are receptive to that and what they need to do so that they can carry out the task uh, effectively, right? Yeah, yeah. So those are great things to also pepper in. Um, but we also have to remember that virtual communication is not unlike, you know, offline communication in that we can, you know, play around, joke around, have fun, right? Pepper the interaction with a little bit more levity, Right, maybe make humanity. A, yeah, humanity, make a joke. Yeah. Right. I feel like sometimes we get into this mindset where when it's virtual, it's like we have to kind of be robotic and, you know, be kind of like, you know, at least sometimes like when I interact with people and they tell me things like that where they just feel the pressure to be extra polished and even though like the whole world is, you know, in a frenzy right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like no one really expects that. And I think showing that humanity and, you know, having your hair out of place if, if it just happens or having your, you know, dog uh, join your Zoom call one, <laughs> once in a while or the baby crying in the back. Like that's so it's always like the cats. The cats yeah, like jump up onto the jump desk on the and walk across. Yeah. But, you know, that's okay. You know, address it. Make light of it um, when you can. Of course, there are certain scenarios where you might be meeting with VIPs of VIP and it's hard to do that. But... Yeah, I mean, I, can. I, I, I agree with you. And one of the sort of silver linings of this shift to more virtual communication is, I think, an embrace. Uh, people are starting to embrace that reality. The authenticity. Right? The, the authenticity. So, um, you know, when when uh, we were spending uh, some time with our family, yeah. um, my brother, he, he spends his entire day video conferencing. Yeah. And so does my mother, right? Um, they're managing large teams and they're constantly on video calls. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, I'm walking around in the background, you know, in my exercise gear. And we have a new little nephew. Yeah, there's like a baby a crying. Baby. <laughs> so and, cute. and these are people with, you know, very large teams they're managing. Globally dispersed. Globally. Like... And, and, you know, they're okay with that. Yeah. And I think that's that's the reality of, of what we live in now. And that's 
something that we can sort of embrace yeah. and um, build into our work life. Definitely. And and it's we talked before about this idea of a work life blend. Yeah, not a balance, but a blend. A blend, and yeah. this is a, I think an important component of that. It it takes the onus off of making work this sort of idealized version of who you are and instead shifting it to the reality of, of who you are and, yeah. and the situations, you know, that we're in. And by in doing so, by embracing that, you come off as more authentic Definitely. and more confident. Yeah. And that goes a long way toward establishing your credibility, yeah. uh, your uh, your veracity, yeah. right? The, 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 the degree to which people trust you. Yes. The more authentic you can be, uh, the, the more, more trustworthy, the most trustworthy you are, you are and, and, and the closer you bring your audience to you. And so um, by by not trying to by not being robotic, yeah. by not trying to perfect everything uh, or give off this impression that yeah, everything is perfect, peachy, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's definitely been lives I mean, where I've had to run off and yeah. you know, go and switch something, and that's just yeah, that's just the reality. Or we'll have like somebody lawing their mowing, mowing the their lawn. lawn. I always say that lawing their mow. I don't yeah, know yeah. why, but um, you know, slipping up here and there, maybe um, it, it's okay, right? It is okay. So um, I think we have somebody on here. Hello, hello everyone. Hi, hello, Vern. Vern. Nice to see you. Yeah. Um, so if you have any questions about virtual communication, feel free to ask away. Um, I think also, you know, with the virtual communication being more and more uh, integral in our social interaction, I think what I've sort of come to realize is that the better you are at virtually communicating, the better you are at communicating in general. Yeah. And what I mean by that is thinking about, like, where you're going to pause, thinking about what you say before you say it. You know, everyone blurts out things now and then, but do you do more of the thinking before you speak or the more sort of like free fall uh, stream of consciousness kind of communication style? Um, also interrupting, right? Interruption is fine in sort of like a casual setting where you're doing some brainstorming and you're chatting with your best friend, but in more professional settings, you don't want to interrupt. Just use it carefully. Yeah, you want to be more careful about it. Um, and in conversation analysis, we call these overlaps, right, where the conversation gets overlapped. Um, and that's okay, but thinking about using that more sporadically and then also practicing active listening, right, these kinds of things. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The uh, extent to which you can communicate successfully virtually definitely translates to all other forms of communication. And part of that's because, you know, the skills that you need to communicate vir uh, virtually are um, sort of an exaggerated version of what you do in person, yeah. right? Everything that you do uh, through a camera lens um, and, and through writing, it needs to sort of be amplified. Your meaning that you're trying to convey needs to be amplified. Uh, uh, you need to go the extra mile to ensure, like we said before, comprehension and the clarity of what you're saying, yeah. spelling things out more explicitly, mm. right? All of that's very important when you're communicating digitally uh, because, uh, you know, you, there's less information being transmitted 
through the video than it would be in real life. Or certainly if you're just texting yeah. or on a phone call, right, you're missing a lot of the, the cues. So you need to go the extra mile to get all that information across. Right. And so because of that, it really makes you more thoughtful and deliberate about the various components of communication, of successful communication, right? Uh, am, I, am I speaking, you know, in clear, concise way? Am I, am I loud enough? Am I, yeah, is my tone of voice loud enough? Mm. Am I uh, articulating my words, right? Am I right. enunciating? You always yeah. tell me to enunciate. <laughs> uh, I have a habit of, of sort of slurring my speech. Um, and when I'm on the camera, I need to be more careful about that and, and sort of articulate my words more crisply. But I, I will say, like, there's some beauty to that. Um, uh, what is it called? Now the word is escaping me. Uh, what is it? The sort of like the liaisons, right? Um, connected speech where mm -hmm. one word blends into the next. And in American English, we do a lot of that, which is why you might have as much trouble as I do with understanding American songs. And I'm, my native language is English, um, which is funny, but I'm always like, Greg, what did they say? What is that? Whereas yeah. with French songs, I can understand every single thing. And French is my second language. So doesn't make That's much sense other than connected speech. But I will say something. This is relevant. There's a point to this. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll be watching, you know, different uh, videos or a webinar or something um, maybe on YouTube where the person speaking is absolutely lovely. Um, however, they're a bit stiff in their language because mm. they're enunciating so much as if they were on TV. And then I go in and I look and they're actually a good TV anchor. Um, right. So doing too much of that can also be distracting because it's one thing for TV news. And I did TV anchoring before. Um, and so I know what that's like. But then doing that in a conversation or even sort of like a YouTube video style, it just seems a little out of place. It can be a little distancing. A little distancing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Keep that in mind, too, right? There's a nice balance to strike between using a little bit of connected speech that's natural, but also making sure that you enunciate. And to enunciate the the content words, right? Mm. The content words are the words that carry meaning in a sentence. Right. And so we'll naturally uh, raise our, 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 our tone there and, and um, enunciate it and emphasize it, right? So we'll put stress on that naturally. And you'll do this in your native languages as well um, as in English. And so making there uh, a, a better balance between connected speech and enunciating certain words. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with that. You, you do want to um, maintain that sense of natural speech, Yeah. right? Uh, it's funny, in, in Chinese, there's actually a very specific type of um, diction and um, enunciation that you use for news media, oh, right? That's so it's great. a, it's a very that. formal so style. Yeah. That if if they used it when you're just having a conversation with them, you would kind of be like, "Is this person a robot? You know, right. who, who is this?" Right. Um, yeah. So there, it's explicitly laid out. Yeah. Um, you know, good. whether you're doing one or the other. In English, it's a little more fluid, and and I think um, yeah. yeah, you need to be thoughtful about that. Yeah. I also liked your point about. Um, Focusing on the content words, right? Using your emphasis to highlight the, the core of your meaning. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, something we do very naturally uh, when we're talking to people. And when you do that through digital means, uh, you need to be really thoughtful about that. And 
if you're communicating through text, right, if you're instant messaging, you aren't necessarily going to be able to just emphasize that. Well, you can't certainly with your tone of voice. You caps lock it, but that might look... You can use caps might, sometimes. You might know, find that jarring. Right, yeah. Right, isn't one, that One tough? more little yeah. side Caveat. story. One oh, more, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that um, <laughs> when I was fundraising... Uh, uh, in a previous for, job. In a previous job yeah. for a nonprofit, um, the, uh, there was this one uh, board member we had on our team, oh, yeah, I know and and he, uh, you know, very successful businessman, um, but he would randomly capitalize <laughs> words all throughout his his At emails. Random. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's they weren't content words necessarily, so it would just be blah 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 boom <laughs> blah 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 boom boom like a preposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like these wild sort of capitalizations. So caps can work if you use it thoughtfully. Um, you can use italics. Yeah, I like to put asterisks on either asterisks. side just to like pay yeah, attention. Yeah. Um, you know, there are ways to do that. What I actually like to do is if there's something that's really important, I put, it, I put it in its own oh, paragraph. That's smart. Right? I, yeah. I, I take it out of, if it's a larger paragraph, I take it out and it's just one single sentence that uh, is separate from the other paragraphs. That way I know, even if they're just skimming it, Yeah. The, if you're going to skim a big block of text, you're probably the thing you're most likely to read is the shortest sentence. Yeah. So what I do is I make that shortest sentence the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of pulls the eyes toward that and ensures some, you know, the most important point was conveyed. That's really good. I love that. And even with the Zoom call or something, like opening up with the point of the, the meeting yeah. itself yeah. is another way. That just gave me that idea. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. So we're running up on time here. Yeah, if you have any questions, put them in the chat box and we'll yeah. get to them. Otherwise, leave know. comments down below. We get to all of them. We have a playlist on virtual communication. We have loads of videos on how to interview for an online interview, um, yep. which I think is relevant to a lot of people out there right now. Um, There's the web course that web we courses. actually just released yeah. on um, online teamwork. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Remote that's collaboration. And a lot of the concepts we're discussing here, we go into more depth. More detail and how you can implement it right. as well. It's very own. communications oriented because yeah. a lot of what teamwork is, is communication. Yeah. So you so. can check that out in the link down below. And yeah, we hope that you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful rest of your day or your evening. And um, if you have any specific requests, if there are any challenges that you feel like you are facing right now in the communication and social skills space, then definitely send us an email or a, a comment. Leave a comment. We, we get to all of them. So, um, yeah, definitely feel free to reach out because we love hearing from the community and engaging with everyone. Yep. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Happy exploring, everybody. Bye.